Hour number two of the drive underway here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Bear cruising with you. Top four at four time. We'll start with the world of college basketball where the Vols are up to number two in the polls. Leaping over Houston, trailing only Purdue. Purdue getting all 62 first place votes. Houston is third. Alabama falls to four after their shellacking at Oklahoma over the weekend. And Arizona is number five. Yeah, I mean, I don't get as wound up about college basketball polls as I do football. It, they're just There's so much movement throughout the season. There's going to be some days, like, I know Alabama's still an incredible basketball team. And statistic, you know, stats-wise, they've got more quad one wins than we do. I mean, it, their resume is better right now. It's cool to be ranked so high. I, I think that's yeah. something that we as fans should all enjoy. Um, I don't know that it's – something that's going to last here's the other thing we've been number one before it's it says a lot about our program that it's like yeah it would be cool to be number one but you know we, we did that bruce got to be number one for a day or two and, and uh, bards had us number one for like stints. what like five weeks he said he did it with grant and admiral and didn't we do it last year again weren't we number one for a while last year did we not make it to number one at some point last year I don't think so, but I've slept since then. So I know I feel like we've been Barnes has baseball. Been, we were number one. I feel like Barnes has been. I mean, we had that big long run. We, we, we've done it before. Is, is my point. I get more into this time of year the bracketologists. I'm, that's kind of what I'm looking at. The Kim Pom thing has become a cool sure. thing to track. So it's, uh, good news. Kai Ziegler named your SEC Player of the Week this week. Well deserved. Averaged 16.5 points, 8.5 assists, 3 steals, 2.5 rebounds per game last week in wins over Georgia and Texas. Of course, had a double-double against the Longhorns Saturday, 22 points and 10 assists. Nice. Via scoring and assists, he accounted for 45 of Tennessee's 82 points against Texas. Not a bad day at the office. Speaking of baseball, moving on to number two, preseason honors rolling in for the Big Orange as D1Baseball.com and Baseball America both released their preseason All-American teams today. Tennessee's entire projected weekend rotation of Chase Dolander, Chase Burns, and Drew Beam was recognized by D1 Baseball along with shortstop Maui Ahuno made third team. Dolander and Burns were first team. Beam was third team. I'm gonna need to. I'm starting to get uh, the itch for baseball, Tennessee baseball specifically. It's time to do some research. Get ready for uh, research. Try it again. Wait a minute. Research. We do our research. Have you done your research? Yeah. I'm fired up about it, man. It's gonna be. I, I feel like we get it, for coming to it as late as we did as a show. We get pretty intense about our baseball around the drive, college baseball. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's a thing that, like, we're pretty much going to be covering every game. Do you happen to see uh, our guy, what he was wearing at the game? Tony Vitello at the basketball game on Saturday? Tony's kind shirt? of a fashionista, man. He's got the Plosfitz jersey. 
the Vince Neal style bandana. Yeah. And he, he knows he's untouchable now. Like if if he were just an average coach, just like fighting to make the SEC tournament, you know, if if he had a Serrano esque record, he ain't showing up in blue jeans and a bandana, no, with a beard, yeah, looking like he's <laughs> a roadie for the crew yeah. back in the day. And their manager. No, he can play a little more, but but he he could run for mayor and win easily. But he knows who runs this town. Uh, we're we're good, we're good, Russ, at everything. Number three Super Bowl matchup is set. It'll be February twelfth, two weeks from yesterday. Chiefs Eagles. State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. And the Eagles have opened up as a slight favorite. I'm seeing two points now. Saw one and a half earlier. Actually saw it as a pick em, uh, earlier this morning. So, Eagles building up as a little bit of a favorite here as the day goes on. How many Vols total are going to be in the Super Bowl? Oh, man, I don't, I don't know. I'm so bad at this. Trey Smith. Obviously, uh, Trey. Derek Barnett's on injured reserve. This one won't be as good as the one that he played and made the winning play in, I would imagine. I'm going to feel dumb, dumb if there's a bunch of them or somebody there's obvious. somebody obvious that we're missing out on. But Trey Smith, he's a beast, isn't he, man? He's good at football. Yeah, that was a, that was a good selection. A, a a shrewd draft selection by your Kansas, Kansas City. City Chiefs. Finally, number four, sad news from the world of hockey. Hall of Famer Bobby Hull, 12-time All-Star, two-time Hart Trophy winner, passes away at the age of 84. What was his nickname? The Golden? The Golden Jet. That's it. Because of his blonde hair and speed on ice. Favorite in Chicago for teaming up with Stan Mikita to help the Blackhawks win the Stanley Cup in 1961, ending a 23-year title drought. Too bad Marcus isn't here. He could educate us a little bit on Bobby Hull. Wasn't there another Hull? Was he the only Hull? Who was the guy? Was no, Bobby you're Orr. about Brett Hull. Brett Hull? <laughs> yeah. Is he related to Bobby Hull? Pretty sure that's his kid, if I'm not mistaken. Bobby Orr was the one for the uh, Bruins. Who had the yeah. picture of him like levitating over the ice. Yeah, it's a cool. Picture. Very few teeth. <laughs> yeah, those old hockey guys were uh, just some. You ever see those? They come across my Twitter feed like old hockey pictures. I think I follow an old hockey pictures oh, yeah. on Twitter. Those guys just looks like they came out of the barber's chair. No helmets, no mouthpieces, just skating. Crazy. Never thought that was a good idea. All right, that is your top four at four. Brought to you this afternoon by our friends over at Malone and Costa Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles. It's where I go to the dentist. It's been doing it for, uh, I guess this is my third year going there now. My old dentist who I'd gone to for years and years and years retired a couple of years ago. I had to find a new dentist. And luckily for me, I just stumbled onto Dr. Malone over there at 
Knoxville Smiles. He's done great work for me. My whole family goes there now. We couldn't be happier with the work that gets done over there at Knoxville Smiles. Check them out online, KnoxvilleSmiles.com, or just call 865-539-1776 if you haven't been to the dentist in a couple of years. Go over there and get checked up, get your teeth cleaned, and uh, they'll get you set up in good shape over there at Knoxville Smiles. Our phone number, if you want to jump in, 865-546-8200 on a Monday afternoon edition of The Drive. We drink from the keg of glory, number two in baseball, number two in basketball. It'll be top 10 in football. I think we're top 10 preseason football. Oh, for not, we'll be right on the outside of it. I'd say we'll be right around there, 10. I Give would, or take a spot. I think anywhere from 10 to 13. Let's get Martin in here to lead off our number two of the drive. Hello, Martin. Hello, Russell. How's it going? Doing pretty good, Russell. Martin. How do you think our seniors look for the NBA draft? Our now that we're number two in the country. Oh, man, that's a great question. I have not seen I've not seen any draft buzz for any of the seniors. <laughs> Davey gave a pretty good analysis of it on voluntary reaction martin basically said julian phillips is going to be the one if you're looking a a potential like first round pick it's going to be julian phillips do you think basically and come on and plus did you come back i don't know if they'll come back i think all three of those guys weren't now if if cam Wah could play not in a night out like he played Saturday against Texas Martin, he'd have a shot at the NBA. That being said, everything I've seen out of those three guys, they're going to make a lot of money playing international basketball. It just might not be well, in the what NBA. What I heard was that the Celtics like Josiah Jordan James somehow. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see Josiah getting a look. I, I could see all those guys like playing summer league and, you know, finding a I, – I don't – know that anybody besides Phillips has first round potential on this roster but I could see those guys getting you know summer league and maybe they make a a team get to play some G League or something like that and develop the thing you know Josiah and and Kamwa if he wants to make it I don't see Urosh having much of a future there is they have to develop a good three-point shot and you just have to be able to knock down that shot open uh to to play in that league but uh they could have an opportunity. Vescovy, like, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I would think that the knock against him is going to be just kind of what it was against Chris Lofton, is athleticism, lack of size, just right. not quite there. Yes. And watch the ladies for hearing on the defensive back from Ole Miss. Well, he had uh, gone to UCLA and I think was visiting – Michigan or Ohio State, one of those Big Ten schools, and was just kind of taking a tour, seeing what all is out there for him, uh, letting let the betting price go up as much as he can, I'd imagine. What do you think I have to give him to get him here, Russell? Oh, I don't know, Martin. Um, and we were openly talking about this, and I'm just sitting here thinking about that, that Dellinger article I read earlier about how they're getting ready to start hammering schools for pay for play. I mean, here, here's the thing, and I want to go back to that because I've not read that article. But it's not like it's just a number. It's not like, well, Michigan's offering 50000 Tennessee's offering 80000 and UCLA's offering 90000 you got to take into account a lot of things. you got to take into account taxes. you got to take into account 
a dollar goes a lot further in East Tennessee than it would in Los Angeles. And then you get into uh, these collectives are arranging apartments. They're arranging transportation. They're giving these guys cars, sitting out with car deals and everything. So he's it's already like, registered. He's already registered, so he could all he has to do is sign up for classes and he could go here. But I think that – Well, the clock started today because classes started. Yeah, I, and I just think they're looking at a lot of different things. There's, It's not just one factor, you know? Yeah. You think we can be able to get him, Russell? What's your take on it? I think they're going to get him. I do. I don't know that. See? Nobody's telling me that. No. Just a gut feeling, reading the tea leaves. Yeah, I think Tennessee's going to get him. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. I mean, if if Man, you were going so. around and, and you're looking and, and you got and I know this is what happened because I've I've talked to people who know, but the was it Nayor, yeah, the wide receiver from Wyoming who had committed it, here and then he flipped to go, Texas, goes to Texas, blew his knee out, and oh. It, I hope he gets better, but oh, yeah. no, he know, was playing too. both. I mean, he's literally bidding te- Texas against Tennessee. Is like playing one off a, against the other. Had an agreement, goes down to Texas, and they one-upped it. Yeah. And it's like, well, they're giving me this, and they're giving me this, and, you know, okay, well, we'll get you – we'll set you up a, an apartment, a nice apartment. Well, okay, they're, we're both offering apartment. I really would like a car. Okay, what kind of car you want? I mean, th- these are conversations happening. I'm not making this up. Yeah, this is what G wagon. And so, and that was last year when all this stuff was new. So I'm I'm sure this Igbenison kid and well, and these kids aren't asking for Accords or Camrys either. Well, and, uh, like somebody was telling me, I I hear Walter Nolan's mom is uh, asking for a, a raise essentially for this, and it's like, I mean, in this ridiculous nil world that we've created to me that's just good business like if if i've got an opportunity to see what's what's out there and i'll just I'll put a little tweet on this uh put a little tweet out there put a little post on instagram here oh the portal looks good now, now your coaches are scrambling hey walter what what do, you, what do you mean by this dude you're not going to, you're happy here right oh yeah yeah i'm happy coach I, you know i just got to do what's best for me and mine got to got to see what all's out there was explore my option what, what are you talking about man well you know i just uh had some uh, conversations through the back channels you know and um well it, it sure would be nice to have one of those new escalades like all the players are getting at school what you call it see but i i think he's just oh what's the guy's name Oklahoma State's head football coach. Mike Gundy? Yeah, I feel like no one's just pulling a Gundy yeah. right now. Total yeah. Gundy move. Yeah. Why not? Coaches do it. Why can't the players? You know, he, yeah. He played at Powell. He knows Will. You know, and in some ways, if I'm Tennessee, I'm like, sure. Even if you know that he's not coming here, you let him use you to bleed more money out of. Oh, that goes on. Now we're playing 3D underwater chess. Yeah. Right, and it's like the put, put more pressure back on Texas A and M, and it's like these offer lists too, where Alabama used to come in here and like give an offer, but not really to kids in the mid state, and yeah. now all of a sudden it's like, what, ten, what are you doing, Tennessee? You're gonna let Alabama go let these out of state, these outside out of states, you're gonna let them come in here and offer your kids, you're not gonna offer them, but it's not a real offer. 
But now all of a sudden you look like a big jerk and you got to offer this kid. But he wants to commit now. But it's not a real offer. Well, it's not a real offer from Alabama either. This is the kind of thing these schools do to each other. I guarantee you they're doing that oh, at yeah. NIL. They still do it. Hey, man, what? why are you going to Ole Miss right now, dude? Like, all you're getting NIL, you're getting like $20,000 in a no car. used Dodge Charger? Yeah. Uh, we'll get you a car with some new car smell in it, bro. We'll double that NIL deal. Oh, yeah, and we'll put you up in a penthouse downtown, total babe layer. Yeah. Get you a, a an account, a, an Uber Eats account. You'd be eating, you know, whatever you want. I mean, do you, do you realize how many like high end townhouses are down downtown and along the river now? Look like something out of Architectural Digest. All those old buildings, hardwood floors. That blow. I, I just can't imagine being eighteen. Keys to the kingdom like that. And being given like a million dollar loft on Gay Street. Yeah, you'd get in some trouble. Coming up, more of your phone calls, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board, Baron Russell cruising with you here on a Monday, 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 afternoon edition of the show. Quick timeout. We're back with more right after this. The Drive. So you're- Welcome back. The drive continues. Fan run radio. Russell and Bear cruising with you on a Monday afternoon edition of the show. Pleased to be joined on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines right now by A.J. Kazana. He wrestles with NWA. It's going to be in town tomorrow night at the convention center. He had a chance to speak with Billy Corgan last week. We've got A.J. on the show today. Good afternoon, A.J. How are you, sir? Hey there. How you doing? I'm doing great getting a little training in before the show tomorrow with dr tom pritchard up here at sbcw and uh a little little uh worn out right now but you know I'm, this is a great break so all right so so what is what goes into training the day before the match what all does that entail is that ring work working out lifting weights what do we got going on here uh lifted weights with a couple people uh you know silas mason up here came up here we went and worked out and uh this uh this is gonna be an in ring crisping if you will, just working on some stuff, getting a nice sweat going, making sure that everything's loose and um, nothing's hurting too, too bad. Well, we were watching some some videos, some YouTube clips of you. You're a big old boy, AJ. What are you uh, listed at these days? I am listed. Uh, depends on who you talk to and if I've seen my chiropractor that week. <laughs> Six foot two, um, 295, 297 pounds, depending on if I eat before match. <laughs> a biscuit under 300, huh? Biscuit or two under 300, oh, yeah. All right. I mean, that's good offensive guard size back in the day, too. You ever played football growing up? Oh, yeah. I played football, started at four years old all the way up until I was uh, 18 or 19. I can't remember the exact age, but I actually played at the University of Tennessee my freshman year. Uh, had a had a little a little dinger and uh, decided, you know, maybe football, it was it was time to, you know, hang the, hang the cleats up and pick up some wrestling boots. Where'd you go to high school? I uh, graduated from the Christian Academy in Knoxville. Okay. Um, came came through there through uh, Meigs County High School, which is about an hour away from Knoxville. What what time frame did you go to CIK? Uh, 2010, 2011, right oh. before they won those couple state championships. 
Oh man, so you missed the fun times, huh? <laughs> well, I was—I like to imagine I'm the Peyton Manning of CAA. Yes, you know, went in, did what I needed to do, and then they went and won a couple state championships after that. You helped lay the foundation, absolutely. <laughs> I, my blood, sweat, and tears laid the foundation for state champions. Yeah, good stuff. We're talking with AJ Kazana, <laughs> NWA in town tomorrow night, convention center, and uh, AJ, you are the, uh, I believe grandson a third generation wrestler your grandfather john kazana is kind of known as the godfather of pro wrestling here in knoxville did you grow up around the sport your whole life so so he's my great grandfather okay wrestling kind of skipped a generation i could be considered a fourth generation guy my guy and my grandmother uh theodora kazana um worked uh ticket booth so she never got into the business but she definitely did handle financial uh, stuff for him and his shows and stuff but uh so he's my great-grandfather um but you know we're all i mean it's his blood uh i i mean yeah i grew up around professional wrestling um with my dad my dad was traveling a little bit here and there i know when i was born he was kind of coming off of uh i guess his, his high point uh, if you will and i know man there's stories who does that? i was telling somebody a story i remember like one of the vivid one of the vivid memories I have of professional wrestling, I'm watching my dad growing up around it, was sitting at a – remember what show? Sitting at a show. I don't know if you know who one uh, Mr. Fuji is. Oh, yeah. yeah. But Mr. Fuji was sitting with me and my mother, and I was watching my daddy get beat over the head with a, a trash can. <laughs> and uh, little – I think I was five or six, and I was bound and determined to save my daddy from his the butt whooping he was getting. <laughs> um, Mr. Fuji had to grab me and restrain me, so that's one of my favorite my favorite memories. But man, I've been around wrestling my whole life until until Dad hung it up, uh, and then we kind of rekindled that love. Uh, he got back into it and rekindled my love for it by getting me involved. And then uh, out of nowhere, I decided, hey, let's go train. And it, it's it's been a a fun fun road, hard but very fun, very fun. Outstanding. So you, know, you go to CAK and it's kind of a, a, a button down community. It's uh, I, I love it. I, I did their play by play for a couple of years ago. But you know, it's like a lot of doctors and lawyers kids over there, AJ, like, uh, I'd imagine uh, coming from the wild and woolly world of professional wrestling, uh, was it a little stand out a little bit in terms of having interest in that sort of thing? Uh, no, you know, professional wrestling is one of those things that's like, it's it's taboo, I think might be the right word for it. Um, people don't like to admit that they like it. I know there's a time in, in every kid's life where it's like, oh, it's weird to like pro wrestling, or it's weird to like this or that. And, I, you know, I didn't talk about my love for professional wrestling. I wasn't really into it at the time in high school. I was I was telling somebody earlier today, we uh, like I didn't do a lot growing up because my life was. I say that, and it sounds really sad when I say it out loud. But I was, I was, you know, in entranced by like by football. Uh, I was, I was with my dad while he was wrestling, and then I was in football all the time, playing football and baseball, basketball, anything, anything I could do. Um, and so it just, you know, I kind of, kind of moved away from professional wrestling in like the middle school to high school years because I was so, so bound and determined to find my way to college to play football so all my time was was in football watching film working out 
um, doing all that stuff. So it, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I stuck out like a sore thumb. But I know that like my uh, my head coach, my head coach loved the way that I talked, and and loved the southern drawl, and the little because some of the words I used have a little twang on them. But the southern draw, especially when I say words like plastic or or lake or uh, you know those those things, and he, he, they they like that. So that kind of made me stick out. But other than that, I mean, I was I was just a normal football playing uh, student athlete, if you will. Outstanding talking with John Kazana of NWA. So uh, tomorrow night, convention center. Now, I'm sure you're going to be out there. Tell me a little bit about your career what you have going on are you feuding with somebody right now what are we going to see when aj kazana comes out tomorrow night at the convention center tomorrow night um the the kazana world of professional wrestling the uh, the legacy if you will that, that my family carries um you know you know this is a random fact plug in here it's the kazanas have been around professional wrestling for 90 years as of 2023 um, you talk about the the grand the grandfather the kingpin of Knoxville professional wrestling John Kazana. We've uh, we've tried to carry that legacy along with us, and and I'm going to try to carry that on my back um, and elevate it. I'm trying to think of fancy words I can use that make me sound smarter than I am. Um, elevate it to to a level that uh, that we were we've, we've never been able to achieve, and that's that's going after some NWA or you know world world gold or uh in this case tomorrow night i know me and my tag partner my cousin anthony andrews were taking on the fixers uh one wrecking ball ligurski and one jay bradley who claim to be kings of the u.s and and captains of all of professional wrestling and uh really they're just a couple big bullies that like to pick on people that are smaller than them so uh we've kind of been we've kind of been having a back and forth with them uh and they're the current nwa united states tag team champions so that's that's the match tomorrow: the Fixers versus the Country Gentlemen, me and Anthony versus Wrecking Ball and, and Jay, for those beautiful, beautiful United States Tag Team titles. All right, need to knock those guys yeah. down a peg or two for sure. Well, I don't know if you've seen them; they're big old boys. Ligurski's probably ever been a six five, six six, four hundred pounds, maybe a little taller. Uh, and Jay is Jay's a little slimmer, but he's also about six six, six seven. So I've never, you know, I don't. Yeah, I've never really been a small person my whole life, so it's it's definitely different stepping in the ring with somebody that, that is actually a little bigger than me. So, can you give us any insight into what your game plan is going to be against a um, larger set of foes? You know, I don't I don't know if you follow amateur wrestling at all or or any kind of MMA or UFC, but but typically there's weight classes. Uh-huh. Uh, in professional wrestling, you know, heavyweight is typically 225 and above. Um, so there's it's just wide open. There's no super heavy or anything. And, and I've got a wrestling background, and Anthony's got a wrestling background, and we've got backgrounds wrangling calves and, and you know, wrestling sheep and pigs and, like, getting them <laughs> to where they need to be. And so, I mean, we've done this stuff, but wrestling an animal isn't, isn't the same as wrestling a 400-pound person. I would um, think not. I think uh, <laughs> the real thing is, you know, I think we're athletically superior, but it, it's hard to show that with uh, with a bigger person. So I know I've, I've talked to Anthony, and not to give too much 
too much out there of our game plan, but uh, we do plan on uh, just bringing a fight, bringing a fight to the fixtures that, that they may ne- not necessarily have seen. And uh, just, just we're just going to prove that we might be a little bit meaner than they are. All right. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. A.J. Kazana, NWA. Uh, check out NationalWrestlingAlliance.com for ticket information there at the convention center downtown tomorrow. And, uh, A.J., we got to talk to Billy Corgan last week on the show, which was a real honor for, uh, you know, I'm I'm in my mid-40s, grew up listening to Smashing Pumpkins, so that was really cool. And, uh, man, what a neat guy, you know, to have – as much success as he has had in music, like he could sit by his pool all day long and just have beautiful women bring him mixed drinks and stuff like that. But he's just a hardcore. First of all, he's a sports fan, loves the the Cubs and the Bears and all that Chicago stuff, but is just a huge wrestling fan. And like he's not just sitting there in some office cutting checks either. Like he's going to be here. Like I almost get the picture he's in there helping set up the ring and everything he really loves this what's it like working with him it it has been incredible you know i was i'm not gonna lie to you i was never a huge smashing pumpkins fan growing up i didn't really get turned on to it until i guess you know more recently in the past few years um but he his work ethic helps i know helps drive us like we work really hard as far as keeping our bodies in shape training traveling i mean i mean brother i've driven in the last year seventy thousand miles wow and um, it, and I know he's out there traveling, putting in work, doing what he needs to do with his music. But on top of that, he's coming to these shows. I think I think he's taking flights in from shows. He's he's doing a concert, he's taking a flight in, running a show for us, and then going back. Um, seeing his work ethic definitely uh, uh, helps helps me stay motivated. Well, you know, if, if my boss is working as hard as he is to do this, then you know, if, and he's and he believes in me, then I'm going to put put forth my best foot and, and and bust my rear end to get to where get the help the NWA get to where it needs to be, um, and to get to where I need to be so I can make make the NWA uh, leave it better than I found it. Who has? Which is, which is the whole goal in professional wrestling, I think, for most of us, is to leave the business better than we found it. But his. He's definitely doing that with his work ethic, and he's trying to trying to show a younger generation of, of guys um, what a good locker room is like because we have a great locker room. We have the best locker room in professional wrestling that I've ever been around. Um, and and he's, he's, he loads that locker room with, with veteran talent that, that know their stuff and that also work really hard and, and keep everybody honest with how hard they work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's, it's a bless it's a blessing to be able to work for somebody that that cares this much and uh and is willing to put forth as much effort as you are in your career. All right, uh AJ, we got a uh, time for one or two more questions here. Uh give me your favorite wrestler, uh your favorite uh hero face wrestler and your favorite heel wrestler of all time. Oh boy! Uh, shoot, that's gonna take forever. No, uh, <laughs> growing up, I was a big Shawn Michaels fan. Okay, heartbreak um, kid. I know that that kind of that kind of slipped my mind when Doctor Tom asked me. Uh, more recently, though, um, once you get into professional wrestling, you do study the business a little bit more. And uh, I'm a huge don't tell Doctor Tom I said this, but a huge Heavenly Bodies fan. 
the Midnight Express, as far as heel tag, they're heels, and generally you're bad guys. Uh, those two tag teams, especially with with one uh, James E. Cornette, yes, um, are probably my favorite heels in professional wrestling ever. Of course, I love the Arn Andersons and the Ric Flairs of the world, but, but that uh, J- Jim Cornette could could talk them into the house. So he, that that would be my Sean as a face and a heel. He was great watching growing up, but now that I'm into it, it's got to be. Uh, the Heavenly Bodies and the Midnight Express, led by both led by Jim Cornette. Very cool, very cool. Uh, best wrestling intro of all time. Who has the best either you know song or just oh, walkout man. routine? Shawn Michaels, man. Like growing up, it was great. Um, he oh, he's just a sexy boy. Ain't your boy <laughs> toy. The, I remember doing the flexing and the leaning and doing everything that he used to do. That was a great. A great intro. Ultimate Warrior also had a phenomenal intro. Yes. Just sprinting to the ring, going berserk for three minutes, and then somehow winning that. That was nuts. I don't know if you know who the Boogie Woogie Man ha- or Handsome Jimmy Valiant is. I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dancing his <laughs> way to the Jimmy. whole ring, dancing in the match, and somehow beating some guy in three minutes while he's dancing the whole time. Handsome never Jimmy Valiant. That is great, man. It's those, oh, man, the brute. There's so many good intros. So did, when you were, we're a kid, talking. were um, were the rights still like like what's the coolest like old school like when you were a little kid? Do you see any uh, of the like the East Tennessee legends? No, yeah, I've met met those guys, the Wright brothers, Ron and Don Wright. Uh, of course, it's been you know years. Uh, Tom Pritchard, Doctor uh, Doctor Tom, Mister Fuji. You know, I got to meet Bobby Eaton. I got to meet Jim Cornette. Uh, I'm trying to think of the older guy. Les Thatcher, I know, is still around. I get to talk to Les Thatcher a lot. He was instrumental in, in East Tennessee wrestling for a long time. Um, God, man, yeah, those guys. I've, I've those guys are unfortunately you know starting to phase out. And and any chance I get to see Les is is a blessing. Any chance I get to see any of those guys or see them in locker rooms, Austin Idol's still around with the NWA. That's a blast from and, the past. Oh, and he is he is incredible. Don't tell him I told you that. He'll probably hit me tomorrow <laughs> when he sees me. But he's he's fun to be around because he's Austin freaking idol. But man, yeah, that's that's one thing I, I think I might have missed out on was being around those older legends that that paved the way for guys like me. Outstanding. Well, keep the um, story going tomorrow, Absolutely. AJ. It's a new generation of wrestling talent, a new gen- generation of Kazana wrestling talent. AJ Kazana. NWA National Wrestling Alliance.com. If you want to get tickets, they're at the convention center tomorrow night, downtown Knoxville. AJ, a pleasure to speak with you, my friend. Have a great show out there. Stay healthy and hope everybody comes out and see some NWA tomorrow. Absolutely. Tomorrow night's the night. It's the place to be, Knoxville Convention Center. Don't mess it, y'all. All right. Thank you. AJ Kazana of NWA. Pretty cool growing up around the business like that. Yeah, I mean, his, I was looking at his, Dr. Tom Pritchard is his trainer. And look up Dr. Tom Pritchard and look at who all he's trained. Trained so, some of the goats. Yeah. The, the Rock, Kurt Angle. Uh, Val, remember Val Venus? I guess he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was a great wrestler in his own right. I like Jim Cornette. He's a pretty good one. I always like Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Oh, yeah. You had that bullhorn. 
What's a better prop, Jimmy South, Jimmy Hart's bullhorn or Jim Cornette's tennis racket? Um, it's hard to beat the tennis racket. Man. It's, it's hard because I mean, who the hell brings a tennis racket? Like you know, somebody's going to end up getting that thing wrapped around their dome. How about? Uh, I always like Brother Love. I love you. <laughs> what about uh, it, it, the uh, hacksaw Jim Duggan's two by four? That was a, that was a good prop. That's a good one. Um, Remember when Crazy Scott Steiner used to wear like the chainmail, like looking like thing he'd put over his head and walk to the ring. Yeah, Jake the Snake. No, oh, Damien. The 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 rules we we make is like, oh yeah, it's perfectly. You just leave your snake in a burlap sack there Gunny in the corner. Sack just, over there. just leave it there in the corner. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I could not have re- I could not have wrestled that guy put the snake on you no uh-uh yeah I, i'll tell you man austin's just for its simplicity his entrance he hit on a thing in the zeitgeist of the mid-1990s that was just needed and and wanted by the people yeah he was the first of uh I read an article on it. I think we've talked about it recently, but it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Tony Soprano, Walter White. The anti-heroes. Yeah, but he was the he was the first. I mean, the guy was he's, – he's not a nice guy. No. And people loved him for some reason. Yeah. I mean, he defibrillated his boss. I don't know if you saw that episode. In the hospital. I feel like you – probably get fired for that nowadays stay with us the drive i'm sorry nate i saw it on uh wrestling what do you mean i'm fired quick time out uh aj appears as all fan run guests do via the magic and the big orange phillies phone lines check them out online at bigorangephillies.com quick time out the drive continues more fan run radio coming up the drive Maybe. Welcome back. The drive continues. Fan run radio. You ever see something's trending on Twitter and you click on it? Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're, you you just wasted 10 minutes of your life. Yeah. I'm worse about that. Like I can go down a rabbit hole on like YouTube or big TikToker. Al Capone is trending on Twitter. How come? He's been dead for like 50, 60 years, hasn't he? A lot of political tweets, people comparing him to their least favorite politicians. Hmm. Always worried. What do you think about the, you haven't said anything about the for you or following thing. Like my Twitter feed's like not the same as it used to be. Oh, no. The uh, for you is the worst. For you is just. Whatever algorithm uh, they, they coded it. It's It's awful. (laughs) Yeah. It's awful. For you, Jeremy Pruitt football following, Josh Heupel. That's the way I describe it. Yeah, but even uh, even when I'm under following, like stuff, I'm I don't I don't think I well, and you can't do the latest. You can't just switch it to latest anymore and just look at him chronologically. Oh, you can't. I don't think so, unless I'm missing it. That really sets me up. Sets you up. Yeah, makes me angry. It's a weird way to say it makes me angry. Sets you up. Well, it's a setup, man. You're setting me up for failure. 
Set me up to be angry. Following is definitely better than for you. I don't know anybody that likes the for you. It, it feels it's, like it's weird over there. E- Elon you. is just sitting up there in his ivory tower, just like throwing stuff. And oh, let's try this for a while. And and you hate it. And like I, I can't imagine this would last. Nobody likes the for you tab. The thing that really sucks about it is it's the default one. So especially when you wake up in the morning, I get, I get up, I get my coffee, I sit down. And like I, and it just makes me angry. I, I find myself getting enraged, and then I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's the for you tab," and I go over to following, and it's a little better. Yeah, but why is it for? It's not really for us. There's nothing about that that I'm about that I've seen. In, I, I'm curious you, just to you know. You clicked on something. You saw something that caught your eye a couple of weeks ago that made you really angry, and you and you you looked at the tweet and you read it, and you're like, "Huh, that sucks." And then you went on with your life. But your algorithm pulled that out. They're like, oh, oh, he likes this. You like that, do you? Oh, that's how you like it, huh? Uh, how about this? And then they show you five things that you really hate, and now you're just in a frothing. I just mine's mine's bizarre. Rage. It's yeah. it's a it's a really strange mix. My, the the worst one for me was I just randomly saw is like some fight account. They show like fights in public. Okay, and it I can was. See you clicking well, there, on something was, like that one time. It was like there was a video of this terrible kid in a public school running his mouth to the teacher, and he's getting physical with the teacher, and the teacher is has the patience of Job. He's just standing there taking it. I guess he's waiting for an administrator to come and remove this brat from his classroom. Right. The kid's getting physical. He's pushing. T- and finally, the guy, like any reasonable human being would, just snaps and cold cocks the kid. Put him on his ass. He didn't kill him. But he taught him a lesson. This, taught him some this punk's daddy never, like, like that. most of us learn, you don't run your mouth to the wrong guy. You, most of us learn that rule on the playground by fourth grade. Yeah. There's there's some people you just don't run that mouth to. And if, if you don't learn it by then, like your parents will hopefully teach you. That's what's supposed to happen. Your parents are supposed to teach you some manners, some respect, especially for teachers, people in authority, um, whatever. Right. And we don't have that. So anyway, I, I saw this video and somebody said, well, like, what should happen to the teacher? And I quote tweeted it with something snarky like, he should be given an immediate raise and made head of school security. And so that's all I did. Right. And now every time I go, every oh, time I, I remember that on, on for you, right. My for you feel like that. It's like that, bum twi- fights. that Twitter account is like the first thing I see every time. And how, who's, I don't know what's happening. I, you see my chair just like randomly going yeah. down a little bit. What? The chair's broken now. Um, every time I go, I see a, a, a fight, and who's not going to watch a fight? Who's not going to watch a fight? I mean, come on. You see, oh, here's uh, some uh, kids fighting in the lunchroom at school. Oh, you're not going to want to watch it? Oh, no, I don't want, I, I don't want to uh, play into that sort of activity. We're all going to watch it. We're all going to watch it. Yeah. You watch it, I watch it. We all watch it. We all like to say we wouldn't, but we all do. And so it just keeps – it's a self-perpetuating thing. Yeah. Now all, all I see is trash. Different. Mine's not fights. So. And you ever seen those dogs that get into their owner's edibles? That everybody's got, like, 
edible marijuana. Happened to a friend of mine. Yeah. Those videos? Get a lot oh, of I haven't the, seen the videos. Oh, they're hilarious. Well, are they? I would is just like a sleepy dog. That's funny. It's not just sleepy dogs. Like they can't walk. Oh, look at this look at this uh this animal. It's unknowingly inebriated. Oh, that's hilarious. Ha ha. No, ha. Like, like dogs probably just their scared. Eyes are like confused, doesn't know what's happening to it. They're grinning, tails wagging. Yeah, the for you tab. Just no, awful. yeah, it's 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 no good. Just awful. What do you think about the that seventy show reboot? It's that ninety show now. Um, I saw where uh, what's her name? Uh, it was a redhead, Laura Prepon, Preppin. What was her name in the show? I Donna. Donna. Oh yeah, yeah. You were a Donna guy over who was the Mila Jackie. Kunis. Yeah. yeah. Well, that and they've they've come back like she's talked about it. I mean, she's married to him now, but just looking back on it, like I think she's either fourteen or fifteen when that show started. Mila Kunis was. Yeah, and she's making out with Kucher, who's I think like nineteen or twenty. There's a significant age gap. Feels like that sort of. It's not, not done okay. anymore. Yeah, no. No, uh-uh. Hmm. I don't know if she she says stuff to him about it now. It's acting. Oh, they're married? Yeah. They ended up getting married. I always loved the dad on that show, Red. <laughs> That's a great actor, character Great actor. TV dad. Red Foreman. Oh, yeah. I like Kitty as well. She was pretty good. I had a buddy whose mom was just like that. Just like what? Like Kitty on that just, 70s uh, how, show. How, how is she? I don't know. She's kind of nervous all the time. Yeah, get away with murder. She'd never believe anything bad about us. Brandon on Twitter says, now those fight tweets are in mine too because I clicked on your tweet. Thanks a lot, Russ. You're welcome. My feed's normally usually just it's like sports music and stone dogs. I'm pretty good about just immediately going to the following tab now. But every now and then. God, I, oh, I that forget. was what I was going to tell you. I saw, I saw there was statistics on it that only 18% of the population uses Twitter. Really? That's what it is? Yeah. 18? Yeah. Facebook's like of American pop of, but see, the, I'm I'm not sure. The scary part was get their news from Twitter <laughs> or Facebook. It was like well, it was like you, bone chilling. Where should you get news now? I don't know because all the major like what I would consider television. like news organizations, like historically speaking, like the AP, Reuters, yeah. I mean, they're all on social media. I think on all of them. But like, I follow like the AP. But so you get your news from Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I follow BBC, <laughs> the AP. I follow everybody. Well, why NBC, don't you? Fox, why don't you just go CBS. to ap.com and and read it like you used to use the read the newspaper? Because it's just it's easier to navigate from Twitter without having to go to an actual website. 
Twitter is set up for your handheld device. If you go down to your browser, it's set up like you're sitting in front of a computer. Have you not ever noticed that? Like the font's a lot bigger and it's more user-friendly to go through Twitter. I'll tell you what. I might be comically uninformed when it comes to world events. Like, I, I know the big stuff. There's a war in Ukraine. There's... Um, is that still going on over there? Yeah. Yeah, Bear, that's that's still going on. Um, but I tell you what, man, my personal happiness went uh, skyrocketed when I just generally told the news to go get lost. Yeah, I don't watch cable news. I don't need it anymore. I, I still, you know what I still watch though, because it affects me. The local news. I don't. I don't watch that either. I still watch 11 o'clock every night, WBR. Really? Yeah. So what's on TV as I go to bed. Well, whatever happens, I hope they figure it out quick because um, I like Elon. Not an anti-Elon run. It's not a political thing. But I, I feel like Twitter has gotten worse since he took over. And uh, granted... It's not exactly a high bar. Of, no. As as long as they keep the spaces, man, just just don't mess with our Twitter spaces because otherwise I have to start coming in again for post-game activities. They're going to be nearly as many. All right, setting up hour number three of the drive. We will hit the reset button for those of you just joining us. Your top five at five Tennessee individual basketball honors today. Team climbing up the rankings with a bullet. We'll get you set up when we continue next right here on Fan Run Radio.